Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Forfeit, nothing personal word of the day for Friday, July 23rd, 2021 is forfeit. The NFL sent a memo, a memo to all 32 teams. Dear president, owner, CEO, GM, coach, traveling secretary, assistant coach, head trainer, head salesman, ticket salesman, group sales, forfeit is in your future if you don't get vaccinated. I'm gonna sum up the memo very quickly. Dear teams, last year was a real problem for us from a revenue standpoint. We need to have games with full attendance. We need to deliver to the networks, the games that they're expecting to get on the days they're expecting to get it with the teams they're expecting to have. We can't screw around and switch games to different weeks, switch opponents, midweek switch locations because it's a whole Megillah with broadcast networks having to go left, right, center, bring trucks, plug in wires. We've got to have the playoffs when we're going to have the playoffs, the Super Bowl, we're going to have the Super Bowl. There cannot be an issue, but we've got a variant. We've got COVID. So here's the plan. Get vaccinated. Love, Roger. P.S. If you don't get vaccinated, and there is an outbreak, and we cannot reschedule your game within the 18-week season because we're not doing 19 weeks. Forget about it. Remember last year during the NFL season? Oh, we could add an extra week, no problem. We'll take away the bye week between the Super Bowl and the championship games. We'll add an extra week in the regular season and push back the playoffs. We'll push back the Super Bowl. Remember that one? Remember I said on Nothing Personal? If you think they're going to push back the Super Bowl that was held in, I want to say it was Tampa, but I can't remember. Did Brady win in his home stadium? That's amazing if that happened. If we, They're not going to push back the Super Bowl. There's hotels, there's parties, there's all this stuff planned. So P.S. If you're unvaccinated, and we cannot reschedule your game, then it's going to be a forfeit. Do you know the number of games that have been forfeited in the history of the National Football League? Donut. Zero. But these are new times. These are the times of cholera. And there's a lot of love to go around. Except you're in the, if you're in the Buffalo Bills clubhouse. You know, players don't get it. And I'm not anti-player. I just wonder why sometimes players do what they do and say what they say. Not because they should shut up and dribble. I've never thought that. I just wonder why there is such an unbelievable distrust between an employee and an employer. We're not hiding anything from you. You know 
that we're trying to pay you as little as possible for you to do as much as you can possibly do. That's not a secret. Don't act like owners are the only people who do that. Every single person you all work for is doing the same thing. They are trying to pay you the least amount of money possible for you to do the job you're doing and maybe a tiny bit more. And if anyone else can do what you do as well as you can do it for less money than you do it for, bye-bye, you're gone. Oh, there's loyalty, <laughs> family. <laughs> it's money. It's business. The NFL owners are trying to get players. Now you're going to say, wait a minute, NFL players are different. There's only a few people who can catch a ball, pass the ball, and block people from trying to get the people who have the ball. And on top of that, there's only a few people who can kick the ball either with their foot or with some guy holding it. And only a few people can hold it with one finger on top. You may be right, but I'm not crazy. It's not that we're looking for bad players to play for us. And it's not that we're looking to not win because we're trying to pay players who we know are inferior. We're trying to pay the superior players as much as we have to pay them. But these players, for whatever reason, are so misinformed and so distrustful of everything we say or do. So the memo comes out and players lose their minds. They don't even realize the caveats that are within the memo. The memo has about as much teeth. I was going to make a West Virginia comment, Coco, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Here's what I'm going to say. That memo has about as much teeth as I would after being beaten up by Mike Tyson. Zero. In order for there, be, for there to be a forfeit, there has to be an unbelievable confluence of events, a perfect storm. But what the memo was meant to do was to tell teams to tell players, you better forfeit. Now, what people in the media are saying is this is unbelievable. Players aren't going to get paid if there's a forfeit. Here's a surprise. Last year, it was the same thing. And by the way, side note, front note, mid note, the players agreed to that last year, that if a game was not played, the players wouldn't get paid. You don't play, you don't get paid. The memo for this year says the same thing. If a game is forfeited and therefore not played, the players will not get paid. Oh, the horror. Players said, that's not fair. DeAndre Hopkins said, I have to question my future in the NFL because of this. Never thought I would say this, but being put in a position to hurt my team because I don't want to partake in the vaccine is making me question my future in the NFL. Listen, I don't mind going out and eating chicken wings at a strip club till 4 a.m. I don't mind getting stoned, maybe doing a line and an occasional dose of Molly with maybe a shroom or two. I don't care if I'm concussed. I'm not going to say a word. I'm going to keep going. And I really don't care if I don't run the route as crisply as crisply as I should, or if I don't pay attention to the playbook or even listen to what the play is. I know that could hurt my team. That's okay. Put yourself in a position to hurt your team because you don't want to get vaccinated. No. If you don't want to get vaccinated and that is your choice as a player, it's my choice as a president to wave goodbye to you. 
Now, there are agents who will say that's against the collective bargaining agreement. You cannot waive a player because they won't get vaccinated. What do you think? I'm stupid. You think I'm going to publicly say I waived you because you won't get vaccinated? I'm going to say I waived you because you're too expensive or you suck. And then you try proving to me that I waived you only because you're not vaccinated. You won't be able to. I'll be able to point to 20 different reasons why I waived you as a player. Explain to me why you don't want to get vaccinated. I just want to know. I'm going to ask. Here's what I'm going to do, Coca. Can you get Jonathan Feliciano on the phone? He just signed a new three-year deal, I think, like $17 million. He's pretty wealthy. See if he's got a burner phone that we can reach him on. I want to get his opinion on the vax. Because in addition to being a football player, he's also, this is not common. We didn't have any of these on our baseball team. We had definite meteorologists. We did not have any scientists. But Feliciano said it's been proven that COVID was made in a lab and that Fauci is a part of Pfizer. That's why people don't want to get the vaccine. It's sad to come to the realization that you cannot trust your government. Okay, John, you're right. Big pharma, big pharma. They're no good, right? They're trying to make money. Now, people buy their stock, of course, while complaining about the opioid problem. People buy their stock while complaining about the vaccine problem. I get it. Why do you buy their stock? I assume you buy their stock because you're trying to make money, right? I mean, that would make sense. But for Feliciano to come out and say that just made me smile because, oh, yeah, it's definitely proven that COVID came from a bat in a lab for sure. And Fauci is on the board of Pfizer. As a matter of fact, I just read that Fauci's the CEO of Pfizer and he's been doing it secretly. They didn't disclose it in any of the SEC required documents. Securities Exchange Commission requires you when you're a public company to release documents, who your shareholders are, your biggest shareholders, who's on your board, but they don't do that. Fauci, I agree, is on the board. There's no doubt about that. I read that too, Jonathan. I think he's more than on the board. I think he is the board. Are you on the brute squad? I am the brute squad. Wait, you're part of Pfizer? No, I am Pfizer. Cole Beasley, another Buffalo Bills player. Nothing's changed. I'm still living freely. Night, night. Thank you, Cole. Good to hear from you. Stefan Diggs, a better wide receiver on the Bills, said accountability equals availability. How do you think the Bills clubhouse is going with all these Bills players? Bills GM, member of Brandon Bean. Remember what he said way back when? He, uh, we did a segment on this, Coke. I think that he was on the radio and he said that he would cut any unvaccinated player if it meant that his team could return to its sense of normalcy. We did a great segment on that and then he had to take it back because the union went crazy. And then Roger Goodell called up the owner of the Bills and called up Brandon Bean, not Billy Bean's brother, Brandon Bean. Wait, is it Billy Bean's brother? It's spelled the same way. I don't think it is and said, just don't say that. And I said, Brandon, you are moronic. Of course, you're going to do that, but you don't say it. He suffered from the Kevin Mather syndrome. Do what you can do and what you're allowed to do. Go right to the edge. Know that you're going to piss off the union, but don't say anything about it. So the memo goes on and talks about what happens when there's a forfeit. And that a team that forfeits only forfeits if 
it's unvaccinated players who start the outbreak. If a vaccinated player starts the outbreak and a team can't play, it's not a forfeit, they'll reschedule it or try to reschedule it. If they can't reschedule it, then no teams are responsible to pay for the other teams or pay for the money. If you're unvaccinated and you lose a game, you have to pay back the team that was hosting the game, the money they'd make. There is a huge financial incentive that teams have to get their players vaccinated. So my plan would be to tell my players, hey, we're giving you your shot of vitamin B12 in your ass like we normally do. We got this from Roger Clemens. The vial is totally fine. Don't worry. It's his wife that does it anyway. And we're going to shoot it right in your bum. Hey, you're vaccinated. Oh, my God. At me at David P. Sampson. That's the greatest idea ever. They think they'll be taking steroids or something or some sort of other supplement and it'll just be the vaccine. And then they'll feel like crap and they won't know why and then they'll be vaccinated. And then two or three weeks later, we'll do it again. Or we could do J&J and just do one. Vaccinate people against their will. (gasps) What kind of country do we live in where that would be allowed? I had to get vaccinations before I went to school. Schools aren't letting you back on campus this fall without being vaccinated unless you're the coach of Washington State, in which case you don't have to be vaccinated and you can just skip all of your responsibilities. Yeah, he missed media day because he didn't want to get vaccinated. And that's a violation of the protocol to attend media day. So he had to do it via Zoom. I just don't get it. Why can't you just make it a rule? The union is not against this. The union came out with a memo in the NFL because players were going on Twitter and Instagram and losing their minds. They were claiming that I'm going to retire. I'm going to leave the NFL. Then they'll come back. They're going to pull a Mercedes. You'll get to that later. They came out and said, listen, folks, the rules right now this year are basically the same as last year. If games were missed because of COVID-19 outbreak, nobody would have gotten paid. Yeah, we made that point too. The only difference this year is the NFL's decision to impose additional penalties on clubs which are responsible for the outbreak. And the other difference is the availability of proven vaccines. That's your union, Cole. The availability of proven vaccines. And then three, the protocols we jointly agreed to helped us get through a full season last year without missing game checks and are effective when followed. This isn't about the owners trying to pull one over on the players. This is about scaring people into getting vaccinated. But it's not scary because it's pretty much what happened last year with a few tweaks because we know more. Shame on you if your team has to forfeit. Why not just go to your team right before spring training, training camp and express complete confidence in the vaccine, bring a union certified scientist and a member of the union, get your team captain and stand up, rich, cut that coca, four, six, nine. And stand up and say, we're not taking it anymore. We're sticking it right in your arm. Because expressing confidence means you can express you. Express is all new. 
and all about you with a fresh mix of casual, versatile, and super duper comfortable styles. Do you need new pants? Do you want to complete your summer night look? Express has chinos, jagas, and four-way hyper-stretch jeans. Thank you so much to Matthew Coca, my esteemed producer who did the research and told me what four-way hyper-stretch jeans are. They stretch in, they stretch out, they stretch left, and they stretch right. That's what Coca told me, and I have no idea what he's talking about. How does something stretch in? Does that make it tighter? Does it have like a cinch? Anyway, buy the four-way hyper-stretch jeans. I screwed that up again. We can't send that to Express and get paid. All right, just wipe that. Four ninety sixty-nine. Express has chinos, joggers, and four-way hyper-stretch jeans. It's stretchiest jeans yet. Don't ask me what the four ways are because I just told you. In, out, left, right. But trust me, you'll never go back to those old stiff jeans again. Be on the lookout for great summer deals in stores and at express.com. All right, Coca. You know what I want? (laughs) I want to talk to Samson. So you want to talk to Samson. That's the segment we do, de temps en temps. From time to time, when you ask me a question on Twitter at David P. Sampson, thank you for hitting follow. Just if you don't have a Twitter account, just sign up for one. You don't have to have followers. And even if you have a lot of numbers in your username, I won't think you're a robot. Hit follow. Go into Twitter, David P. Sampson. Just ask a question. Uh, It's getting to be a little much. And I was advised by certain advisors who shall rename nameless, not Coca other advisors that I should turn DMs off because it is adding to my lack of sleep because I'm trying to respond and I'm keeping track. And because of my situation, which is a real situation, I don't like having red numbers on my phone at all. And when I do have red numbers, I have to deal with them immediately. And Twitter, when you've got people in your DMs, you get red numbers. So I get the red numbers. And then when you go into your DMs, what it, what it is is they're blue if they're not dealt with. And when I see blue things that are not dealt with, I have to deal with them. So I end up doing it on the toilet. I end up doing it in the shower, like holding a hand out of the shower. I don't really do that because my hands aren't big enough. I got the small iPhone, but still I can't do the one hand thing because my thumbs are too small. So I have to hold the phone like this and do it with both thumbs. So get in there, ask a question. If it's something I wanna talk about, we'll talk about it. If not, I may put it in a mailbag episode, or if not, I may answer it directly on DM, or if not, I may not answer. But if I don't answer, I still could be interested in it, but I just didn't see it. Or I saw it and just hit, I've seen it, but I didn't read it. Or I read it and didn't take the time to answer it. Who won the twins raise trade? That's a very simple question. How do I know? What do I look like, Nostradamus? You can't evaluate a trade the day it happens in Major League Baseball because you're trading for minor league players who could turn out to be Walker Bueller or they could turn out to be Ferris Bueller. You don't know. They could turn out to be Max Scherzer or they could turn out to be Mighty Max. Nelson Cruz was traded by the Twins and people are unhappy in the Twin Cities. And I have a memo to you in Minnesota. 
if your front office did not trade Nelson Cruz this trade deadline, then they should be fired and they should be sued for incompetency. Nelson Cruz is making $13 million on a one-year deal. There is approximately half a season left. Let's just pretend there is. They've played April, May, June. They have left July, August, September. It's not. It's a little less than half. Let's say two-thirds, if you really want to say August 1st, two-thirds. Two-thirds, say it's 12 million, four, eight, 12, right? So there's 4 million left on Nelson Cruz's contract, but it's a little more. Say it's about 4.4. There's actually a way to do this, Coca. Take 13 divided by six and then multiply it by four. And that's what he's been paid. April, May, June, July. Do you know that's what we actually do when we trade players? They get paid per day of the championship season. So they have what's called a daily rate. And when you trade a player and the trade is entered into the system, that's when a trade is official. When the player is taken off your roster and put onto another team's roster, that is the day that the other team starts to pay that player. And that is how you calculate who owes what of a player's salary. But just for purposes of this conversation, say Nelson Cruz has $4 million left. The Twins are not going anywhere. They're not making the playoffs. They're the most disappointing team in baseball. They're not going to make it. Nelson Cruz is going to be a free agent. He's 41 years old, 41 years old. And Tampa is willing to give you their number 10 and number 17 prospect. Here's a spoiler alert. If Joe Ryan and Drew Strotman, who are the two pitchers who went from Tampa to Minnesota, if neither of them make it, it's still a good trade for Minnesota because Tampa is what we're hearing. Sources are telling someone else that Tampa took on the money, which is very bizarre to me that Tampa was willing to take on $4 million and trade its number 10 and number 17 prospect. When Tampa is willing to trade its number 10 and number 17, the odds are that their number 10 and number 17 are not quite good enough and likely won't make it. I hated trading with Tampa because you're going to lose the trade for all intents and purposes. When I saw that the number 10 and 17 prospect went to Minnesota, my assumption was that Minnesota paid down Nelson Cruz a bit because that's what Tampa does. They give more players to not take on money. We did that too. And that makes perfect sense to do. I don't know why Tampa would take on money. And then I thought about it a little further, went a little deeper, put myself in the shoes of Stuart Sternberg, the owner of the Rays. And I said, he's trying to make a stadium push in Tampa and Montreal. And he's under the mistaken impression that the politicians will open up their wallets if Tampa wins a World Series and that everyone will get excited. We tried that in 03. It didn't work. Didn't get a deal done for six years after that. Maybe he just wants a ring because he hasn't gotten a ring yet. And he feels like this is his best chance because they're only a game back of the Red Sox. The Yankees are an absolute unmitigated disaster. The National League is up in the air. The the uh, Detroit Dodgers, the LA Dodgers are not the runaway team that everyone thought having just lost three or four to the Giants. They're three games behind the Giants who have the best record in baseball. The Rays are probably saying, Hey, we got a shot. Let's, we need the bat. And God knows they need the bat. He can play DH. He can play first. They're going to DH him though. But who won the trade you're asking? Why are you asking that? Does it matter? I don't get why people do that. I need to know who won the trade. 
I used to do that when I first got into baseball. I would say to our GM after we made a trade, we really better win this trade. And Jim would say to me, Jim Beatty would say to me, how are you going to know if we win the trade? And I'm going to say, well, because if the player we traded for isn't good, if Hideki Arabu isn't good, but the guys we traded to the Yankees are like Christian Parker and Ted Lilly and somebody else. We've done this before. I'm nothing personal. I didn't remember it then. Was it Westbrook? Was it Westbrook, Lilly, and Parker by chance? Did we really trade three pitchers to the Yankees for Hideki Arabu? I can't remember. I think we won that trade. Hideki was amazing for the Expos. Not. <sighs> oh, God, we got to talk about something. All right, we're going to take a break. And then we're going to come back, try to make it through, because we're going to review a movie that you told me to watch. One of you told me to watch just a few days ago, and I watched it, and my mouth was open the entire time. I want to say a word about Greg Knapp, the Jets assistant coach who passed away five days after a biking accident. And then we're going to talk about what's going on in Arizona because you are not going to believe, literally not believe what the owner of the Diamondbacks did. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. My name's David Sampson. Thank you for making it through the gauntlet of the week because you've made it to Friday. Yes, you have. I love Fridays. I love when Fridays feel like Saturdays because then, then you don't remember that it's a Friday and you think it's a Saturday. Then you get to remember it's a Friday and you still have the weekend in front of you. And I get super psyched when Saturday feels like a Sunday because then I say, oh my God, it's not Sunday, but then I'm despondent on Sunday. The Sunday scaries. Okay, so I watch a movie every day and you know that I review a movie or a TV show and you give me a ton of suggestions when you rate and review and follow Nothing Personal. You also give me movie suggestions and I appreciate that. Tell your friends, I want all your movie suggestions. I keep track of all of them on my phone and I try to watch them whenever I can. Though this weekend I'm gonna be watching episode two of White Lotus, episode one of Ted Lasso, but I'm still going to watch movies each day. I'm, so, by the way, side note, Coca, you can stop the clock on this. Ted Lasso is only coming out one episode at a time. I thought the entire season was dropping today. I got to wait one week for the next episode, and then I'm never going to get into a flow. I feel like Ted Lasso is a binge show, not a it's not a, um, what are the things that happen in soap operas, Dynasty and Dallas, when you have a show and then you have another show and there's a thing that happens and you don't know what happens, you have to wait for the next show. God damn it. What is it, Coca? Whatever. Cliffhanger. Got it. That was not Coca, by the way. That was me. Ted Lasso is not a cliffhanger show. I don't want to wait a week. Anyway. Someone told me to watch a documentary called Anthropocene, The Human Epoch. 
It's from a few years ago. And what scientists did is they studied the earth from 2008 to 2018 or something. They took 10 years and they went all around the globe with drones and with high definition cameras. And they did a movie showing what we as human beings are doing to the earth and the impact it's having on the earth. And it's staggering. And what these scientists are trying to do, do you remember in school what you had to learn for a test and then you forgot because it was only in your short-term memory? And unless you're an anthropologist or unless you somehow are doing this for a living, which unlikely that you are and listening to this show, but we do have a diverse audience, CBS told me. You know all the eras and the epochs, like the Glycocene and the sodium scene and the Aristotle scene and the Plato scene, and the Emmanuel Contesine, like all those eras, and then epochs. I put epochs on you. <laughs> I can't name them. I did like for a seventh grade history test. Anyway, they wanna do a new scene. Scene 12, part four, cut Anthropocene, the human epoch. So I'm making fun of the name because I'm just ignorant in this. I'm not making fun of the movie. Do you know what's going on in Russia? They've got some machines that will knock your knickers off. Literally, you'll be sitting there and poof, they'll be gone. These machines are doing things to the land that I can't even believe. Then they go to Italy and show what they're doing to get marble, all the marble that you wanna put in your house, but you can't put in your house because it stains or you can't afford it. Or if you can afford it, you don't want, don't wanna put it in. And then if you do put it in, you're worried about stains. So you stand there cleaning while people are there, while they're in your house, while you're supposed to be entertaining them, but you're actually following them around with wipes and special paste that you bought on Amazon through a commercial that said, this will take care of all stains of your marble. Yeah, that kind of marble. I didn't realize where it came from, actually. It's fascinating to see. Did you know that it's possible by the end of this century, there could be no more coral reefs? Do you know in China that they've been working for 20 years on building a seawall and they're building it because sea level rise is real and happening? It's not like it's a conspiracy. They show you where it is and where it was. And it's not because people are pissing in the ocean. It was sort of a depressing documentary, but it's so beautifully shot that you have to watch it. So to the person who recommended it, thank you. I'm recommending it to you. It was $3.99 on Amazon, but then my card showed that they only charge $1.99. There may have been a Epoch special yesterday when I watched it. Maybe Thursday was day one of the Anthropocene Human Epoch, and that's why the price went down. Or maybe they realize that no one cares because no one's watching it because everyone says it'll be after I die. That's one of the great things, right, about human frailty in the human brain. The number of us who say, ah, that'll be someone else's problem. Don't you feel like crap that you're doing that to your kids or grandkids or great-grandkids? Or what if you don't have kids? You're doing it to someone else's kids. But it won't be your problem. Wouldn't the ultimate irony of heaven and hell be that hell is that you have to actually come back and witness what you've done prior, like a permanent defending your life? Rest in peace, Greg Knapp.
I'm worked up about Greg Knapp's death, an assistant coach for the Jets who passed away after five days, never regained consciousness after a bike accident. He's a quarterback's coach and an offensive mind who worked with Peyton Manning and Steve Young, and he was brought in by the Jets to work with Sam Darnold. No, I don't think it could be. I think Sam Darnold was traded. I think he was brought in to work with Mark Sanchez. That must be it. The butt fumble guy. Coke is yelling at me. I know it, Zach Wilson. All right? The point is he was brought in to work, and he never will get a chance. He was riding his bike, and then he was dead. I have a favor to ask. In return for giving you 45 minutes almost every day, there is a vacation coming up at some point in August, but a in return for giving 45 minutes every day, you know how much I appreciate that you take 45 minutes out of your day to watch our show and listen to our show, whether it's on YouTube, the Nothing Personal channel, or it's wherever you get your podcasts. I have a favor. When you are driving a car and you are stopped and you are making a right turn and you're looking left, picture what I'm saying, you're stopped and you want to make a right turn. So you're looking left to see whether any cars are coming. And then when no cars are coming, you put your foot on the gas and turn right. Can you do me a favor and look right before you turn? Because there I am running, training, and cars come this close. You can't shine a flashlight through how close cars come to hitting me every time I run. Because no one looks right before they turn right. They only look left. Could you also do me a favor when you are pulling out of a parking spot or when you are making a left turn or switching lanes? Can you please look at your mirror and look for bicycles? This is the second death of someone you may have heard of. Mark Eaton, the basketball player, just died. Now Greg Knapp. Cyclists are getting run over at record numbers. People are looking at their phones and not paying attention to runners or bikers. I am both. And I'm just asking a favor. I'd rather you pull over and have a conversation with me. I'm happy to stop in the middle of a workout to talk to you. And yes, I have been stopped before. I mean, listen, even P-list celebrities get stopped from time to time. Maybe Q. But I'm going to talk because I respect you. You respect me. I don't want to get run over. And then I get yelled at when I slam the hood of a car or when I drop a double middle finger F-bomb. Greg is 58 years old when he died. Three children, parents, a mother, a brother, a wife. It's needless. All death is senseless when it's before you're four and a half score at least. But avoidable deaths that aren't the result of simply bad luck, like disease, avoidable deaths. Rest in peace, Greg. We want a nothing personal, Coca. Pick of the day. 
Nothing personal pick of the day. We had Charlie Morton over the Phillies. That was a give me. We finally won one. We're back to 15 over, 96 and 81. Braves beat the Phillies. I got three games for you, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Baseball, baseball, baseball. You guys are going to be very happy about Saturday and Sunday. Friday's pick tonight is the Chicago Cubs over the Arizona Diamondbacks. Can't wait to talk to you about what an absolute shit show the Diamondbacks are. Zach Gallen is pitching. He thinks he's the number one starter. He's more like a number four. The Cubs are in sell mode. They're trying to decide, are they trading Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Javi Baez, two of the three, one of the three, three of the three, none of the three. They will trade one of the three, plus Kimbrell for sure. The Cubs will sell. Jed Hoyer, however, is taking his time because he's nervous. It's his first deadline as the president of baseball operations. And when you have your first deadline as president of baseball operations, you want to prove that you have made it out from under Theo's shadow and you don't want to screw up and lose a trade. But I think Jed will listen to the show today and know the only losing trade is when you don't make the trade. Cubs over the Diamondbacks. Saturday, Red Sox-Yankees are playing. They started their series yesterday. It was quite a start to the series. Yankees had it. They had it. And then four wild pitches later, they lost it. Nathan Eovaldi is pitching the All-Star. And Nathan Eovaldi was a Marlin. We traded for him. Unbelievable fastball. And now he's developed a secondary pitch, a breaking ball. He's got a changeup. He throws 98. He got through Tommy John. He's turning out to be the ace of the Red Sox for now. He's pitching like a 1-2. He's going against Talon, the Kluber-Talon connection with the Yankees, who's pitching like a 4 or a 5. The Red Sox will win the game. And then Sunday, we have two All-Stars going. Padres, Marlins. You Darvish is pitching against my guy, Trevor Rogers. And hold on one second. I'm recording the show. I'll call you right back, okay? And so that was CBS Sports HQ, Coke. Is anything major happening right now? Is there something big time happening that I'll have to go live on HQ? Has there been a trade? What do you got, Coca? Anything? Or were they just calling to say hello? In any case, so Darvish over Rogers. Two all stars. Okay. Oh, there is breaking news. Hold on. I'm checking my phone. This is happening right now. Right now. Breaking news. How long are we done, Coca? We got 10 minutes. 10 minutes. I'm telling CBS, 10 minutes. Oh, my God. Cleveland Indians have a new name? The Cleveland Chris Pratts? No. The Cleveland Schwarzeneggers? No. The Cleveland Guardians? We are the Guardians of the Galaxy. The Cleveland Guardians. What is the provenance of that name? They did a whole study. Oh, I get it. They're guardians of the American dream. They're going so far away from India and saying that we are going to guard the relationship with Native Americans. There must be a reason why they're the guardians. I just don't know what it is. It's hardly breaking news. I wonder what their logo is going to be. I wonder if it'll be like uh, Bradley Cooper. As a did what did he play the raccoon? <sighs> okay, next, Darvish over Rogers, All Star teammates, whatever. Okay, we got to talk about Ken Kendrick. We have to because this is so unbelievable. 
before we do, I got to get the wait to sees out there, Coca. So I want to reverse that order, if you don't mind. Wait to sees when we tell you something's going to happen. And when it does, we say it. When it doesn't, we revisit it. Yesterday, remember when Yerman Mercedes retired? Guess what? We said, wait to see. He's not retiring. Guess what happened last night? Surprise. He was in uniform for his team, the White Sox AAA team in Durham. And Mercedes deleted his Instagram post and said, ah, I'm back. We hardly missed ye, Yermin. That wait to see came true. Wait to see. No NFL games are going to be forfeited. I promise you. So don't panic. Remember listening to the beginning of the show? Are you still listening? We need that retention rate above 90%. You have to listen to at least 42 out of the 45 minutes. I'm asking nicely. No NFL games will be forfeited. Okay, we got to talk about the Diamondbacks. Too good to be true. Here's the story. When you are an owner of a team, you are not allowed to communicate without asking someone first. You are not allowed to write an email to someone, to a fan, to anyone without showing it to someone first. You are not allowed to do an interview without speaking to your PR people. You are not allowed to release a statement without speaking to your president or PR people. Owners do not have the ability or the nuance to understand that their level of entitlement, their level of largesse, their level of ego doesn't always translate. They don't always realize that they are holding a private asset that is for the public use and that the public believes that they've got the right to say whatever they want. And while it may hurt your feelings, if you don't have a thick skin, you're not going to make it as an owner. You're going to be miserable. DBR, despondent beyond repair. You're going to make everyone who works for you miserable. And then you're going to make us walk behind you, shoveling the shit that you are laying down because of what you do. And Ken Kendrick is the master elefante in the circus. His team president, Derek Hall, and his PR people and his employees are walking behind him, shoveling all day long, all night long on the heights. I got to tell you what he did. It's too good to be true. So the Arizona Dimebacks earlier this season, they set the record for the longest road losing streak. Remember, we told you about that. We said, who cares? They stink. They're in a division where they know they can't win. And it is what it is. So there was a fan who wrote an email. He was a fan and he tweeted something. So the Arizona Coca 469. So there's a fan who sent out a tweet. So the Arizona Diamondbacks today set the record for most consecutive road losses in the history of baseball. In spring training, we said this team is non-competitive and an insult to fans. Ken Kendrick needs to sell the team to someone who cares or don't expect us to care. Oh, my God. That's the worst tweet I've ever read. That's the most insulting tweet of all time. I cannot believe that someone said that about Ken Kendrick. <laughs> he must have been so sad. His feelings must have been very, very hurt. It must have pierced his corporate veil. 
So he responded. Turns out the person who sent the tweet worked at a law firm that represents the Diamondbacks in certain matters. And Ken Kendrick thought to himself, you know what? I am a client of that firm. There's a member of the firm saying something negatively about my team and about me. That's not good. So he got on his AOL account, enough said. Dean Short, who's a guy who works with the guy who tweeted, emailed your comments that were printed in the Arizona Republic regarding the Diamondbacks and me. Of course, I don't subscribe to that publication or have any respect for you and your self-serving public statements. However, my reaction to your comments is that you are an arrogant asshole, a truly toxic combination, and he would know. It is sad that your firm, a quality law firm, has employed you. I suggest that if our paths ever cross, which I hope they won't, you should expect a very unfortunate outcome. P.S. I suspect if my dear friend Mike were still with us, he would kick you out of the firm. Surprise, the lawyer who sent the tweet, who is the former attorney general of Arizona, by the way, was fired from the law firm. The law firm had to come out and make a statement saying, we didn't fire him because Ken Kendrick told us to. We didn't fire him because of the email or the tweet that he sent. We're not gonna tell you why we fired him. Ken Kendrick called that firm and said, we give you half a million dollars a year, a million dollars a year. You want us to keep giving your firm business? You better get rid of that guy. I don't care how good he is. I don't care, get rid of him. The law firm said, oh, no problem. We can't say we got rid of him for that, but we'll get rid of him. We don't want to lose your business, Ken. We love you and your business. We love your team. We would never say anything bad about your team. I get it, right? I would be very unhappy if a company doing business, a vendor of ours, who we pay money to, would say something bad about our owner or about me or about our team. But I would not send an email because the rule is simple. Anything you write down is going to be saved and made public. Don't swear in an email. Don't threaten in an email because that is a crime in Arizona. Now, is it true that you should expect a very unfortunate outcome means that he's going to beat the crap out of him when he sees him? Or does it just mean that he's going to get fired from his job? Or does it mean that he's going to slip on a bunch of thumbtacks, Macaulay Culkin style, and hurt himself? Ken Kendrick is not going to get sued. The guy who wrote the tweet already said, I'm not going to bother. I'm just going to hope I don't run into him again. It's a very simple rule as an owner or a president. Everything you say is public. Everything you write down is public. Everything you do is public. You're not going to be perfect. But as an owner, you cannot be sending emails from your personal account to someone who tweets something that says you should sell the team. If I respond to everyone who said that our owner should sell a team because I was so incompetent, I wouldn't have time to do anything else. I am happy for you to think I'm incompetent. I actually do sometimes respond, but it's done in conjunction with PR where I would say, I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm going to try harder to earn back your trust, confidence, and to get our team winning again. I hope you enjoyed our 2001 World Series because I did, and I'd like to do it again.
that's the Diamondbacks. They wanted to know one. The Marlins wanted to know three and 97. So I'd point out that while you may think I'm incompetent, hey, we did it right once. That's better than some teams. But do not put yourself in a position where you can be embarrassed the way Ken Kendrick was embarrassed today. It makes you look bad. It makes your president look bad. It makes your GM look bad. Your players look bad. Your team look bad. It makes the law firm look bad. I can picture that phone call. Hey, uh, Dean, fire him now. Because it's just business. It's nothing personal. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.